forevers and nevers, and welcome back to SGE with SNG. I'm Sam. I'm Gail. And today we will be discussing chapter 16 entitled Cupid Goes Rogue. So, Gail, would you like to start us off? Of course. So, all alrighty then. Anyways, um, the chapter begins with Agatha costing Hester. I keep wanting to say Hort, I don't know why. Um, in the Never Lunch line, and basically he. Er, She's curious as to Sophie's whereabouts. Agatha, I mean. Agatha's curious. Agatha goes to Hester about Sophie. There. Hester responds that Sophie won't come out of her room since apparently... Oh my gosh, I'm already yawn. Since apparently sharing a coffee with... A coffee. (laughs) I could use a coffee. I'm kidding, I don't drink coffee. Since apparently sharing a coffin with Hort robs you of your will to live. And then basically, um... How do you feel about that? Like, I mean, honestly, we talked about the coffin thing. Let's not talk about that again. But I mean, I would not want to be trapped in a coffin, even like with another person. No, but like with a random guy. Yeah, but I mean, anytime would you really want to be alive and trapped? Well, I don't think anyone. It's not even claustrophobia. It's just that's not really comfortable. Yeah, you in a coffin. You're dead. It's it's like. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Anyway, sorry. I mean, maybe if it was, like, a future, you know, like, what a is pod? it? Cryogenic. Cryogenics? Oh, like, they freeze you? Yeah, they freeze people. What was that book? When We Wake? No. Yeah, When We Wake. While We Run? Hold on. While We Run is the second one. Okay, let me Google it just to make sure it's the right one. It's, yeah, it's When We Wake. I remember. Yeah, it's someone with Tegan or whatever. Yeah. I read that book when I was pretty little because I thought the cover was really cool. No, we got it as a gift. No, it was, I got to choose. Was I think it, it was a gift, gift. or did I Because we would have never it. chosen that. I think I chose it. I like the did cover. Did you like the cover? The cover is beautiful. Yeah. And beautiful. Then, I, don't, I said pretty and beautiful. I was like, beautiful. Um, I mean, my young self got a little scarred in some of those scenes. Really? What? There was a thing. Maybe it was in the second book. I don't know. I feel like there were some There was scenes. like some there were some brief romantic interludes, but it wasn't really anything. I don't remember. I was I was a youngin back then. I don't remember how long a ago it was. I probably just remember it more dramatic than it actually was. That's true. But anyways, basically Agatha she immediately sprints off to halfway bridge. So I mean, hey, she's a good friend, uh she's kind uh, of a good friend. She sprinted after or you should have waited. Whatever. Anyway. For more oh, on that, listen to our last chapter episode. Yeah, this is our first chapter episode in like three weeks. No, nah, yeah, because we had one week off, I think. No, no, no. We had, we had one chapter episode, then one chapter episode, then one. We had two special episodes in a row for this. Yeah, because one was released with an episode. Yeah, and the other one was just for the sixth book. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, um. So Agatha oh, goes off to yeah, she goes bridge. to Halfway Bridge, and she is confronted by her quote-unquote glum and gaunt reflection whose eyes she avoids. This scene I really like, because it, it's like, does her reflection show her, her soul, so maybe yeah. guilt for leaving Sophie with Hort? Right. And basically, she just tells her reflection that she needs to see Sophie, because it talks. She's not, like, going crazy. I mean, it Although kind of I, is going crazy, because, like, I think, what is it, the first sign of insanity is referring to yourself in a third person, I think. And there are honestly, a lot referring... more signs than Sandy. Maybe the first visible sign. Oh, yeah, that's sign. the first, like, visible sign. Because, okay. like, yeah, if someone's going insane, it's a little more obvious than just saying, like, Gail is doing this, I'm Sam Gail. is doing this. Yeah, I know. I was just using oh. it as an example. Bro, um, I have your name. Anyways, um, I don't know. I feel like this is just... I like this part in the book um, with the reflection. Um, her reflection responds with something totally off topic and quoting the book. That's the second time he's looked at you that way. Agatha is flummoxed. Who is this thing talking about? This Ta- thing? Yeah. She? Well, it's it's her, but it's also not. So it's kind of a thing, you know? Because yeah. it's like her innermost conscience, but also it's or a is separate it her being. opposite? Is it her evil side? Because it's halfway bridge, so it's she's not on the good side. side, and then no, because there's a later. Well, we'll get to the next part, but when well, yeah, but no, I don't think so. Because there's a part later that refutes my point. I w- I think it would be interesting if someone did like a short story, or like not even a short story, but like a cut scene 
Mm-hmm. That would be Sophie talking to her reflection and what Sophie that, would have to say. Yeah. To get over half or like a compilation of like all the characters. Like, that would be cool. You know, some of the main characters, not like a random person, but you know. Yeah, I think your reflection though is dumber than you are. Yeah. Like they're not because your reflection is just. Because they don't have the knowledge. Because it's have her in conscience, I think. Really? Yeah. So like it's not. But it's like a delayed response. Yeah, it's like so Agatha's think- thinking I have to get to the the other side, but her reflection isn't thinking that she's thinking she has to get to the other side. You know, her reflection is just kind of exists in the yeah, moment. Yeah, so it's like her reflection isn't looking for loopholes in what she's thinking. So it's like they're two different people, I guess. Yeah. It's like a Gemini moment. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Apparently, according to her reflection, Tedros might not be Sophie's true love. So Agatha just gets nervous, like, who else could it be? She runs through the other Evergirls, but her reflection stops her. Honestly, I think it's kind of a pro to be able to talk with your conscience, because then you can kind of, because Agatha didn't notice that Tedros was looking at her. Like, your conscience, I guess your other... Yeah, it's like sick your soul. I th- it's your what? Six. I thought you said sense. Six sense. Oh, no. Like C E N T S. And I was sixth, like, what? I'm gonna yeah, your sixth sense. Um, you know, because, like, you feel. I'm going to bring up something super random, but, um, you know how the new Twilight book came out? No, it didn't come out yet. Oh, it did didn't? it? I, I think it came it, out. Or maybe we went to delayed. the bookstore and they were like, we don't have it. Maybe it was delayed, but, anyways. Um, Stephanie Meyer, 10 years ago, basically, she published some kind of drafts of what it could yeah, look like. Yeah, it released. It did release. I think we it talked about It released the 4th of August this year, but mm. 10 years ago, about, like, when she just finished writing them, I think. Um, it's probably changed a lot since then, the draft, but, um, in it, I just remember, it's in the point of, it's in Edward's point of view, and mm. I remember Edward saying something like, most humans, like, you have a subconscious sense of danger or someone dangerous as in like you will want to move away from someone but you're not processing that you want to move away from them you just like move because it's like we're animals you know Mm -hmm. so I feel like that's kind of wait what was I even talking about oh how yeah people's kind of just subconsciously yeah know stuff so I guess like her subconscious thought, her subconscious self is realizing that, but it's not like going into her brain because it's just like you're picking up on your environment naturally, right. but it's not like because we have houses or they don't because like they're in a moderately safe environment, mm-hmm. you're not trained yet right to like think of those things maybe. True, little rant, but yes. Actually, while you while you were talking about that, I was reading about like Midnight Sun. That's the book, name of the book. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and okay, it was hilarious. Well, it wasn't hilarious, but there are um, a lot of audience ratings. I've never read these before, but this one. You should. I just clicked on like the one star one, but now it's not letting me click on it for some reason. You should always look at one star things when you're buying something or, like, a book or whatever. No, it's not letting me look at it. But I clicked on... I clicked on the one star rating or the two star. But now it's not letting me click it. Oh, here it is. I found it. And these people are literally... Oh, my goodness. This person wrote, I don't know, 2,000 words. Some people write essays. Yeah. But... And I don't know. I feel like... And this person did make a valid point, though. Like, the Twilight relationship is just kind of not positive, you know? Yeah, I feel like you have to... Yeah, people kind of... Once... If you like the idea of vampires or the idea of the story, if you're a twihard... Is that a thing? Twihard? It's totally... That's so cool. If you're a twihard, then I feel like you're going to read it or like it no matter what. It's kind of like... The Cursed Child, although in my opinion, even though I do like Harry Potter, that was just bad, in my opinion. So I feel like for some people, it kind of, even if the book is bad, they've been along on the journey, they're going to read it, and they're going to like it, I guess, you know? Right. Because, like, it's just, subconscious. Yeah. <laughs> it just, I don't know, I read this person's review, and now I feel like my, I don't know, I feel like I'm being Your swayed a little lie. bit. No, I don't know. I do think that the stalker thing is not good. 
Yeah, the creepy bedroom moment. Yeah, that that. I mean, like scary Edward, one. thanks for saving Bella and with those creepy guys in the alley. Oh yeah. They went to like get dinner. That but, was scary. Like, that was a, such. That scene in the movie really. I know when he just appeared in the chair. Didn't he just appear in the chair and he was like, in the car? He was in, no, no, I'm talking about when he was in her bedroom. Oh, he just like was in the chair. They just like cut scene and he's like in the corner. And you're just like, and then she's like, what? Edward? No, she doesn't have a British accent. But, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. This person it captures you. It's not literature, but yeah. yeah, and it's not. I don't. I don't think. I don't know. At least, I think all books though you should really read kind of with a grain of salt, and you should never like believe. You know, you should never love them. Hook, line, and sinker. You know, you should not swallow the message. Yeah, you should. You have be to able, form your own opinions, and you have to be like open to. If something comes up, for example, um, J.K. Rowling and her very controversial, not even controversial, they just were just terrible. terrible yeah. Um, saying like, was it trans men or tran- trans I women? I think it was just trans trans women are not people. Yeah, transgender people aren't their gender. Yeah, it, it's it, was like, a, it was strange. I don't think that's all right. It was just wrong. Right. Like, you are. She's done other. Are. I think she did... Um, a lot of other things before that, but they were just... Yeah, she's... I mean, um, this is... It just says... Well, not just, but... She is transphobic. Yeah, she's just had... Or not just, like Sam said. She's had... That's what I'm trying to say. If Even if you love the books, or you love a series or something, you have to realize that... Like, you can't... You can't separate Once, if they say something like that, it's not... You can't, like, use their work as, like, a defense because, no, they said that. The person said that. Also, people change. Yeah, but it's just... And in this case, that was negative. Well, yeah. but also, that kind of stuff, you don't really change. That's kind of just... Yeah, she's just... That was... She I don't some, think... Yeah, I don't think that was all right at all. It was not good. We... On this podcast, except everyone, obviously, just in, just so you know, um, yeah, I I guess what I'm trying to say is like even if you like something so much, you should still you can't be blinded, and you have to realize that if they if the author says something bad, they're saying it bad. There's no um excuse for it. Not not say it bad, but say something inappropriate. You know, or just really rude and terrible, terrible, especially if you have such a big platform, but let's, would you like to continue, Sam? Sure. Um, so I was just reading up on more Harry Potter scandals and apparently there were a couple, but it, they, I Googled the actual scandal, like the terrible things. And it just gave me wardrobe malfunctions at Harry Potter premieres, <laughs> which is not really a scandal. That's just kind of sad. sad. <laughs> Anyways, keep going. Anyway, okay, where were we? Um, but yeah, I don't. Just to clarify, I do like Harry Potter, but I think that what J.K. Rowling did was not all right, and that yeah, and it it totally yeah, it just it kind of, it changed my perspective on the books and going yeah, because like, it just kind of puts a negative filter over them yeah and then you also see literally no one's gay or Dumbledore I mean mm. Dumbledore is not Dumbledore was kind of pervy Dumbledore was not I don't think Dumbledore was gay Dumbledore was, was just pervy <laughs> he was a little creepy I don't know but like she added stuff in randomly anyways if he's gay he's gay but no, but she the Harry Potter didn't well a it didn't really have diversity. No diversity. At that's all. what I was gonna say next. It didn't. It didn't have any like racial diversity. It didn't have anything like LGBTQ plus. I mean, they had um Pamela and P- Pamela. Pamela. They had Parvati and Padma. Padma. Oh, <laughs> um, for Padma. racial like, diversity. That was it. That's not. That's yeah. There was really oh Lee Jordan. I, I don't mean, know. They really, but needed... there were no. But all the main characters were white and straight. 
that yeah. could have definitely been improved. Yeah. Just for just because I mean, like none in of real life, life people are not all white and straight, and that's yeah something that's important to acknowledge. I think. Yeah, I don't know. They just there was some stuff that just needed to be alterations. Fixed. Yeah, alterations. Sorry. So. Well, we'll we said we were done that. with that, but we were not, apparently. That, that was, was my fault. with that 11 minutes of us talking <laughs> about Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah, we just want you to know that. So, Sam, continue, please. Um, okay, yeah. So, Agatha's reflection shocks her by saying, perhaps Tedros is Agatha... No, I said that wrong. Perhaps Agatha is Tedros's true love. So, Agatha's first reaction... Plot twist. <laughs> Woo! We were not expecting that, <laughs> were we? Yes. Um, um. Oh, you go. Sorry, sorry. I'll go. Okay. So basically, Agatha's first reaction is kind of deny, deny, criticize. So she said, "That's stupid. I hate Tedros. Tedros thinks I'm a witch." Um. And when Agatha says or thinks the last part, I guess, I think she's talking. Say, is she talking? I assume she's talking, because mm-hmm. if she's thinking it, then... Honestly, okay, com- communicating by thought, it sounds, like, amazing, but mm, I don't you want people to read it. my thoughts, because if I was trying to think, like, hello, I'd be like, I ate peanut butter for lunch today, and <laughs> it wouldn't be yeah, good. Yeah, I talk, I say things, but in my head, I'm totally thinking, I'm, like, off in Neverland, I don't know. I'm just, I'm like, like, doing random. Literally anywhere else. Um... Sorry, our cat Sorry, is our making cat, an appearance every episode now. I don't know now. why. She gets very needy. I think she wants to I think to she's be on. just hungry is the reality. But we'll feed her in a few minutes. Anyways. No, she has food. Oh, she has food? She's not in here. She's our guest star. No, she's not. Oh, she's, she's going to lay down next oh, to us. Oh, okay. She laid down. Okay, sorry. Anyways, basically... Um, when I have this... Okay. When Agatha, um, she basically just says the last part about thinking she's a witch based on recent actions, um, her reflection smirk drops. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know, it's so funny to think of, like, a reflection, anyway, sorry. A reflection and dropping a smirk. It's like, <laughs> do you have different mouth shapes and you drop your smirk? <laughs> Whoops. Um, the reflection smirk drops the trait and basically says, you think we're a witch, because were because they're the same person. They're collectively. And then the Agatha clarified that we're making our friend win her true love just so we can take her away from him. So yeah, like Sam said, the first sign of insanity. And basically, um immediately her reflection becomes uglier, foreshadowing to a later part in the book. This part reminded me of the, like the raw doll quote. It's something along the lines of if you have good thoughts, sunbeams will shine out of your face and you will always look lovely. Whereas if you think bad thoughts you'll become uglier. Also, I think a lot of attraction is kind of confidence, too. Yeah, and also personality, because you may think one person is kind of drop-dead gorgeous or handsome. But then you, like, know them, or you hear them talk, and you're just, and it, it, not hear them talk to their voice, but, like, not their voice, but, like, (laughs) what what they're they're saying. saying. Yeah, and then maybe someone's, you don't really notice, but then once they talk, you're, like, they turn really prettier, handsome, I don't know. This is hard to describe. Attractive. Attractive, thank you. Um, I don't know, what do you think? Do you find confidence attractive? Honestly, I don't really notice. Yeah. But I mean, I think yeah, it's, a positive it's subconscious. Factor. I think it's a positive factor. Yeah. Okay, if someone's picking their nose... That's everyone kind picks of, their nose. Yeah, I think everyone picks their nose, but I mean in public. Yeah. You're not going to be like, now that, that is a man or like a that woman. That is what I'm looking for. Um, I don't know. Does anyone, I don't know, people do maybe, have maybe that's we- some weird attraction thing. things. But basically, Agatha successfully passes the halfway bridge barrier and makes a beeline for room 66. I never really realized that it was 66. Anyways, where Sophie confronts her and she says, I saw him pick you. Yeah, so. pick his nose. <laughs> Speaking about Tedros picking Agatha in the He coffin. also picks his And nose. then, exasperated, Agatha tells Sophie that she is just as confused and, frankly, a bit disgusted as well. Because Agatha doesn't like Tedros. Yeah. There's... We, which was And right now, it seems like there's nothing... Redeeming. Yeah, there's no... And there's no subconscious telling her that she likes him. Except for her reflection. Yeah, but it wasn't her that reflection. she likes him. It was more like... It kind mm. of is. Hold I on. Because... 
but it it's might be subconscious. very subconscious, like in the toe and like, like her the small toe. toe. <laughs> the she toe. has some. Wait, like that? No, in the Diary of a Wimpy Kid, it's the hand, right? Yeah. Wait, but what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, so you know, in I think Mockingjay in the Hunger Games series. Well, I don't think I need to clarify that. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone knows Mockingjay. You know how Finnick Katniss is talking to like Finnick about how Finnick knew when Annie lo- when he loved Annie. And he's like, she snuck up on me? Yeah. Okay. So, Agatha, in the part where her reflection... 238. Yeah, page 238. Part when her reflection is um, telling her that she could be Tedros's true love, Agatha kind of looks up, and then her eyes look back to her wet clumps. Clumps always reminds me of, like, clumps of hair. So, it's, like, weird. It's like she's wearing, like, hair... On her feet. I don't know. I never can tell what are like. What I can't are tell. Clumps? I don't. I think they're just kind of. I think they're like. Um. Hold on. I know what Man they are. Games? No, they're like. Clumps. They're like just big black shoes. I think. Okay. Some mascara okay. just came out. It it showed me clumps of grass. So if I say clumps shoes. Oh. These, it's giving me claws. Like nurse shoes? Like orthopedic shoes, kind of? Huh. Those are loafers, it says, though. I just, I always pictured clumps as kind of like... I also got the eternal problem of fur-lined shoes. <laughs> fur-lined. To check that out. <laughs> Sounds great. I'm gonna <laughs> read that. Oh, yeah, that is true, though, because fur-lined shoes, you know, like Uggs, they always get a little... Those aren't really fur, that's more shearling, I think. Yeah, like... They get matted. Slippers, yeah, because they're on your feet. And even synthetic fur. Yeah. Anyways, basically... um, Maybe if I say clump shoes? Now it gave me early medieval shoes. It's okay. Which are more really socks than shoes. Basically, Sophie doesn't say anything, but I think that she would... um, <laughs> I found waterproof rain shoe covers. They're literally giant socks. Sorry, sorry. Um. Anyway, um. Sophie w- would probably give Agatha stink eye or something, or a disbelieving skeptical face. But in response, Agatha yells, "I want him to choose you, you fool! I want us to go home." So Sophie just sighs. She believes Agatha, and she begins to relate the Hort coffin saga. Apparently, his scent remains in her nose. But who's to say where a skunk ends and Hort begins? I forget. A skunk sprayed Hort, right? Yeah. Okay. After he, he was trying to get more mint, I think. Yeah. So it's like a minty skunk. Ugh. Mixed with Hort. So, Ooh. basically, oh, the dang. finest cologne. Yeah. Um, anyways. Sophie shivers in disgust at the memory and then proceeds to whinge about how she focused on everything she loves about Tedros. So she doesn't understand why he didn't pick her, because she focused on his skin, his eyes, his cheekbones. Agatha, however, is rightly indignant, exclaiming that Sophie needs to focus on other things besides his looks. But Sophie does appear to have an honor code. Um, She didn't want to think about his crown or his fortune, as she considers that shallow. Okay, but I have a question. So his crown and his fortune is just kind of part of who he is. Mm -hmm. Almost... Honestly, almost as much as his looks. You know, they're both kind of shallow factors. Yeah. Which which one is more shallow to think about? I mean, crown and money is more gold digger. Yeah, but, but um, the other but one But looks is, is just kind of... Yeah, but at least looks are kind of like a part of him. That's true. They're a physical like they're, part of him. Yeah, they're like person. But also, your looks aren't really your choice. Yeah, but I also feel like your crown and fortune, like, you have to accept that if you're going to be with someone. Like, it's kind of like, um, Crazy Rich Asians. You know? How, like, she didn't know oh, she didn't about know that he was... his inheritance or that he was a million- billionaire. I think he was a billionaire. Yeah, and because the house sold for, like, $10 billion. Um, but basically... Like, that's an important part about the person. Yeah, but I think that sort of thing I'd rather learn about after me, like, after knowing the person for a longer time, because, I don't know. Yeah, I'd rather, they, don't, they don't have trust issues with you. They don't like, have they trust don't issues. They don't think you're money-grubbing. Yeah. And also, then you can, then you don't, I don't know, because I'd rather know someone, I don't know, it's like, you know someone before, yeah. 
Yeah, before you know about But I feel like it's else. also important. But it is important to know. Because it is a part of him. And you have to know how to deal with like, that. Because, like, the crown of the fortune, he's going to have to take care of it. Whereas his looks, like, you're born with that. You can't really do much. Unless like, the crown plastic fortune, surgery. <laughs> yeah. um, but the crown of fortune is, like, your decision. What you, like, I don't know. He can do things with it, I guess. Because he's going to be a king. So... Honestly, both things are shallow. Focus on his personality. <laughs> yeah, that's what Agatha says. She's like, Sophie, you need to think about his personality and his values. But then Sophie just kicks her out, and she's and she's like, I know how to make a boy love me. Let me do things my way. Like, famous last words. Exactly. It's like, let's get him, or they can't take me down. Or <laughs> they, like they can't take me down. Um, I say we let him go. I say we let him go. Um, basically, brutal honesty begins the next paragraph because apparently Sophie's way was to humiliate herself as much as possible because, or it wasn't, it inadvertently, it inadvertently turned into, humiliate herself. Yeah. Yeah. She tries to cuddle up to Tedros during lunch, but his quote-unquote boys surround her and chomp, chomping blue mint leaves. So they're taking a leaf out of Hort's book. book. No, they're making fun of him, I think. Oh, okay. That's why. Because, but okay. I mean, notice the leaf, the use of leaves. I don't know. I think in real life, I've only heard people call, like, guys call their friends the boys once. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> confusion. <laughs> I don't know. The do boys. people do that? I've never. I'm hanging with the boys. People say the boys. Really? People. I feel like people do it in books and they do it in, like, movies and TV shows, but I've never seen people do it in real life. I feel like I think guys I know would up, say really? the boys. Actually, I don't know. They could. Like, they maybe they'd be like, oh. Me and the boys. Me and the boys. Would people do you and the boys would be more chilling. likely to say it or text it? Mm. Honestly, if people do say it, though, I feel like they get it from movies and stuff. Or yeah. TV shows. Not because... Not because <laughs> anyone actually says it. That's like, um, a thing. Wait, so does our, does our language come from... The boys. <laughs> does our language come from movies or does our language come from people? But movies are made by people. Movies are made by people, so it can What came form. first, the chicken or the egg? Harry Potter moment. It's a circle, and the circle has no beginning or an end. Well thought out. Isn't that what the thing says? Yeah, right? I don't know. Nicely reasoned, I think. Nicely reasoned, probably. Okay, basically, um, next Sophie tries to hang out with Tedros in Surviving Fairy Tales, but Beatrix thwarts this plan. Because she sticks to Tedros like white on rice and constantly reminds him that he picked her coffin, which is kind of true. Which is true, yeah. Um, Sophie eventually gives up on her sub- subtlety, sorry, um, and says, Tedros, ah, Tedros, can I talk to you? Um, and then Beatrix says, why would he talk to you? And then Sophie says, because we're friends, you buzzing that, which is great. And then friends. <laughs> Tedros is very indignant. Hold on while I found that, find that quote. I forgot to write down the page. Here it is. Friends, Tedros flared. I've seen how you treat your friends. Use them, betray them, call them fat, call them liars. Appreciate the offer. I'll pass. Quick note. I like that Tedros said that. It's a reference to the dot passage with the mirror worms. Right. Um, I think it's a super valid point. Honestly, this is... Tedros, I feel, has not really shown a lot of... I don't know, a lot of really anything so far. Yeah. But it's nice to see that he actually notices and it seem- and he cares, you know? Yeah. Like, maybe he didn't say anything in the moment, but he's clearly... Maybe this is what he, it really what sinks in. Yeah. This is- it took him this long to actually <laughs> figure out what she was saying. When he's trying to think of a good and a dramatic thing to say. He's like, friends! And then, and then he- attacking, betraying, lying. Sounds like one of our nevers is using her rules. Yuba yeah. beamed. Yuba is so proud of her. Like, he's beaming, like Gail said. This is literally the most emotion we've seen from him over the entire course of the book. Um, Dot, however, is extremely comforting to Sophie, and she's sharing she's d- fudge. She doesn't know that it's about she her. She doesn't know that it's about her. Sharing fudge and consolation. We'll find you a love spell somehow. Sophie sobs into Dot's welcoming, figurative shoulder. Dot is curious, however. Who'd you call fat? And Sophie's, what does she do? Oh, she chokes on the chocolate. It's so sad. Wait, no, she doesn't. She probably doesn't. No, she chokes on the chocolate when Dot tells her that Uh-oh. it's rat droppings. 
I mean, if it's rat droppings turned to chocolate, it's not really rat droppings anymore. Yeah. So, exactly. gagging is unnecessary. <laughs> Sophie ends up with a... Oh, sorry, I totally skipped. That was in a note. Um, so, now we segue into a week-long challenge in henchman training and animal communication. So, why wouldn't never need animal communication skills? It kind of doesn't make sense because it would help with their henchmen right because some of them are this remind me of oh my gosh that just hit me what um ever after high ever oh my gosh i love that book i I love those i wanted like the um you could get like the gray copy or you could get like the pink copy what copy did you get the The pink pink copy it was like 25 dollars it was some ripoff but I was like, I need that pink coffee. I like, and then I think we, oh no, I just dropped something. It's okay. But didn't we also get that little book where it had like hacks and stuff? I remember it had one hairstyle hack for like an inside out ponytail. I'm not and sure. I tried it and I looked like an idiot. <laughs> and I felt really, I felt very cool. How dare they? I know. Okay, anyway, so then we get to see each character's henchman. So Hester has a baby ogre. Tedros has a wolfhound that swaggers. What do wolfhounds look like? I, I'm just going to Google that. I think it's a mix of a wolf and a dog. Greyhounds? Wolf, greyhounds, Irish wolfhounds. Oh, they're cute. They're massive. Oh, I know. <laughs> this is like sad that I know this. I think that Irish wolfhounds or Scottish, I don't know, some wolfhound, I think was used as the dog that played serious uh, that oh, the... that would make sense. I mean, I read yeah. that somewhere. Okay, that's cool. Um, but yeah, so Tedros has a swaggering wolfhound. Anadil, 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 Anadil. I think Anadil. Anadil has a python, and Beatrix cool. has a fluffy white bunny. Agatha has a plucky ostrich, and Sophie has a cupid named Grim, who we will get into later. So, Gail, what kind of animal would you want as a henchman? Um, that's the real question. I don't know, we, we could look for quizzes maybe for a later special yeah. episode, but I think I would want a falcon. No, a hawk. I'd want a hawk. So it can fly, it can tell me stuff, it can kind of like Mulan, like mm-hmm. the evil, <laughs> the like, evil, um, I don't know, some kind of bird. Oh, here. But, I found, hold on, I think I found a quiz. We could take it super duper fast. No, we couldn't because it's not a quiz. Never mind. But um, I th- yeah, I think I'd want a hawk. It kind of reminds me of H's for Hawk. Um, it's a good book. But yeah, what would you want, Sam? Um, I think I would want like a big cat. <laughs> Shoot, Tiger King. I've been warped. No, like I think if you, I think. <laughs> Okay, maybe I don't want a big cat. <laughs> I think it would be cool to have... Um, I'm trying to remember. I mean, if they're getting mi- mythical beasts... You oh, I like... want, like, a chimera. That chimera. would be cool. Having a chimera or, like, what else? Having a pegasus would be really also very Yeah, but cool. I feel like you wouldn't want a Belephron like, moment. Well, yeah, but I... Bellerophon? 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 Oh, or, I no, it's Bellerophon. B. Bellerophon. No, PH. There you go. Yeah. Bellerophon. Bellerophon. Yes. But I think it'd be cool to have a Pegasus, like, Blackjack. Right? Oh, right. and Tracy Jackson. Jackson. That'd I like be that. cool. I thought he was cool. Or a Hippocampus. That's true. No, because mm. then, like, in mm. water. Or not in water. Oh! Or an Ophiotaurus. You're selling me on all these creatures, so we can only have one, dude. You could have a centaur. <laughs> or just a big cat. No, that's not an animal, though. It's centaurs are... They would not be henchmen. They're... Grim. They think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Grim kind of smart. has, like, one brain cell. But listen, listen In, to like, this. the best way ever. In Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, the um, textbook version. I'm trying to think. Are centaurs... I think centaurs wanted to be classified as beasts i'm not sure but that no that's not true because umbridge classified them as beasts oh yeah yeah, yeah. so no they're not yeah they can't be because they're more intelligent i don't know than i humans. want something that i can like they're like that can superhuman. take me around a, a dog sled 
A Pegasus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a dog sled. Or, or no, levitating sled. I have a sled. really buff hawk that can fly me around. <laughs> a massive hawk. A massive hawk. I saw this thing about this really... Like the eagles. The Legion's eagles. They have big eagles? Yeah. I didn't know that. They all have... They have the eagles. You don't remember that? No. It's from Heroes of Olympus. I, oh, I also liked Reyna's wolf hound. She had wolf hounds, right? She had um Aurum and... Ar- Argentum. Argentum and Aurum. Aurum, yeah. Aurum. Gold and silver? Gold and silver, yeah. Very nice. Ah, Um, I just turned off the sprite and it's so high. I didn't even do that. That did not have. Yeah, I'd have one of the Legion's eagles. Yeah. Or maybe. I can ride it around. Oh, but what about like Festus, though? Bro, a dragon! Yeah. You can have a dragon. I'd have a shrinkable dragon. (laughs) A shrinkable dragon. Um, What about a shrinkable bagel? You can ride a bagel around that has like wings, and it generates baby bagels that you can eat. That's also kind of weird. Uh, no, I'd have the I would definitely. Yeah, I don't know what I would have. Um, this is. Then, what would you name it? I'd name mine. Baggy. <laughs> I don't know. Bagel. No, I. What would I name mine? What something? I would name mine. I mean, I name mine Play-Doh. Spelled like. Spelled like children's Play-Doh. Yeah, that'd be but sick. But like the philosopher. Anyways. So, basically, Sophie, like Sam said, Sophie ends up with the plump, a plump Cupid with oddly violent tendencies towards Agatha. Mm-hmm. And surprise, after a couple surprise. of days in class, or after a couple of days, because they're bringing them to class, mm-hmm. um, he begins, Grim begins, oh, we, yeah, the Cupid's name is Grim. Mm-hmm. Grim begins shooting arrows at Agatha, who takes shelter behind a well. So remember this well, just some foreshadowing. And meanwhile, yeah. Tedros deflects Grim's arrows into the well with his training sword. So um, okay, this another instant of him choosing her, or just chivalry. chivalry. Is chivalry dead? Do you think chivalry is dead? I mean, I don't know. Since Corona, we've all kind of been. Well, we've all someone been quarantined. Someone held the door for me, like a someone few held the door ago, and I a was few like, weeks is ago. Chivalry dead. We're like chivalry it's is not dead. But I feel like chivalry is not just like. I was also like, masculine. I do not want to get that close to someone. I know chivalry. I feel historically is typically masculine, but I think it's also just kind of. It should be feminine too, because like. It's just respect. I think, yeah, like I still hold doors for people. I guess there are different quote unquote like different ways for traditionally. Traditionally, I'm, I'm doing quotes. Air quotes. Air quotes. Um, to show respect. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But, I mean, Barkley moments. Anyway, sorry. Oh um, over the next few days, Grim continues to demonstrate his streak of rebelliousness, so he grinds his teeth and claws at the wall in every single class. So, imagine just, like, being the kid in that class that has to hear that. And Lady Lesso Ugh. appears confused by his action, suggesting that Sophie gives him some milk. So... This works for a day, but then Grimm starts up again with the arrows, and this time he cannot be pacified by lullabies, milk, Why would you chocolate, give him arrows? or even sleeping in Sophie's own bed. I think he, well, he came with the arrows. He's a Cupid. Okay, so the thing is, later on, they return the henchmen to the forest, so they literally just took these randomly from the forest. Cupid's just like, I don't Does Grimm just, like, exist? Grimm's family? Oh my god, I know, it's sad. Okay, that's why he's rebellious. No. Um, so Sophie goes to Lady Lesso again for help, and Lady Lesso is still kind of confused. And that's why this chapter is called Cupid Goes Rogue. That's yeah, she's like, some henchmen just go rogue. It's a hazard of villainy. But usually it's because dot, dot, dot. And she says nothing. And obviously, because there's dot, dot, dot. And Sophie's like, but how do I calm him down? And, so, and Lady Lesso's like, they always calm down. Don't worry. But day seven, so they're having these henchmen for a week. Grim actively flies in pursuit of Agatha. So he has, like, little wings. and Or large. I don't know. I think they're small. I don't know. But I'm... Or he might just, like, levitate around. That would be kind of funny. He flies. Yeah, I know. But okay. anyway, <laughs> Hester's demon is able to briefly control him, but only for so long. So, I mean, that's kind of like a moment of kinship. Kinship? Is that no, right? no. no. Um, <laughs> they're not related. They're not related. It's a moment of... Friendship. Friendship, yeah. So, the next day, Grimm's arrows are dipped in fire. So, I mean, 
One of his arrows singes Agatha's ear, and she decides that this is the last straw. She lures the Cupid into the blue forest and seals him in a well. Wait, did Atetrios help seal him in a well? No. For some reason. Agatha did it by herself. Agatha is independent. (laughs) So Grimm is out of the picture for now. Um, Spoilies? No. (laughs) Agatha immediately turns the combo to the one and only Tedros and the snowball. And Sophie rejects her advice, saying... He's my prince, and I can handle him myself. Honestly, I would listen to Agatha because she's actually taking the classes, like about how to get your fairy tale prince how to and keep, keep him. him. Okay, the whole That's thing. That's so sad. That's not how, Yeah, isn't really it like taking a class on that? Yeah, I feel like I don't know. You know when Is you go dead? <laughs> Is chivalry dead? No, but you know when um. Wait one minute. You're at the if airport. If you see it in the description of this podcast, it's a personal shout out. Is, Is chivalry, chivalry dead? dead? Is chivalry dead? But you know when you're at the airport and there are all those tacky... Well, they're not tacky. I read them. But they are pretty tacky magazines. And they're like, yeah. how to keep your man. Like, yeah. Or they're like, miracle worker. Or like, miracle... Oh, yeah. Miracle, like, hair treatment. Miracle... Or like, I don't this know. random person that, like, totally is not... Um, qualified or like it's like giving you huge relationship advice or like britney spears becomes first human to land on the moon i mean and you're like you must be right (laughs) that is completely correct um yeah basically at the end of the week all the students go to free their henchmen into the blue forest that's so sad i know they're literally just well they're treated like animals yeah and clearly and maybe humanely oh my gosh i'm yawning so much sorry um Clearly not monitored since Grimm is missing, so no teachers are like, where's Grimm? Like, where's your library? But <laughs> just like, you know, not comparing Grimm to a library book. But meanwhile, Sophie's, I mean, that's kind of how they're doing it. Like, Yeah, they weren't even treating the... them humanely or anything. They were just, I mean, they just literally. to Teddy. No, well, Tedros kicked him. Oh, yeah, Tedros. That's right. Tedros yeeted the port. Bunny. Poor bunny. But meanwhile, Sophie's skipping the activity and heads off to the Library of Vice. Would you like to... Which is described as a normal library only after a flood, fire, and tornado had slept through, slept, swept through. Its rusty iron bookshelves were skewed at odd angles with thousands of fallen books all over the floor. That's just sad. Yeah. The walls were furry green with mold, the brown carpet moist and sticky. Wait, so they treat, they treat the hunchman better than books. And the room smelled like a mix of smoke and sour milk. Behind a desk in one corner was a gelatinous toad <laughs> puffing a cigar and stamping books one after one before tossing them on the floor. Okay. It's The toad is smoking a cigar. Where does it get the cigars? How, so it's like holding Why is it one and then it's school? like using like the other hand to like kind of just stamp. No, toads have... Well, they have four. They have four. Yeah, but they have to have one on the ground. They're not like... Levitating. He could be levitating. He could be, he like could be airbending. He could be an airbender. Or he could be on a flying apparatus. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you uh, have not listened to the this American Life fiasco episode, we you recommend it. It's really to funny. Um, a flying apparatus. Whenever someone says flying um, apparatus, I just laugh. I don't think people ever say flying apparatus. No, though. I I use. When in a conversation, I use every chance I get to use flying, flying apparatus. <laughs> like, and what a delightful flying apparatus. And they're like, that's an airplane. And you're I've like, as I said. In the past <laughs> Anyways, so Sophie finds exactly one book regarding love spells. And rips out the page. Titled Spell 53. The true, sorry, pardon me. Could you go? I'm yawning. <laughs> I'm yawning too. <laughs> um, the true love heart hex. So, over a surely delicious lunch of gruel, mystery meat, or something else, the coven reviews the spell, and the only ingredient out of the ordinary is a drop of Tedros' scent. Creepy. Apparently, love spells are notoriously dodgy, and Agatha, well, Hester objects based on that, but Agatha objects based on just more her ethical ground. Yeah. She thinks that it should be, um, wow, I just had such a voice crack. She thinks that it must be true love in order to be successful, but Sophie remains undeterred. She even sneaks out in the middle of the night, waking Hester up to deliver a stolen blue tie. 
Okay, so did she just get it from the laundry, or did she literally sneak into Tedros's room and like take the tie? We're just gonna. Hope I'm gonna that assume it, like, it was from the laundry. Out. It okay. fell off his neck somehow. Yeah. And Hester immediately begins the spell preparation, and finally the spell's ready in the form of a heart shaped bullet, which is kind of cool. I wonder how like they get that. If <laughs> oh. she like pulls out her bullet like trays and like. No, like it looks like she pours the gas into a heart shaped bullet. So does the gas form the heart shaped bullet, or is the heart shaped bullet already made? Heart shaped bullet. One minute. How one how shape. would that even work? Okay, it's just showing multiple bullets, like. How would it in a heart shape? Well, it's not being fired out of a gun. Oh yeah, it's true. just being slingshotted. So it's probably just like a little metal heart. Yeah, probably. Um, and then little gassy metal heart. <laughs> over the next, over the course of the next few days, she Sophie practices her aim until during okay. the surviving fairy tale. Sophie's extremely talented. She's basically she can learn how to aim well with the slingshot in two days. That's difficult. Um, she spots her chance and slings the bullet straight at the silver swan over Tedros's heart. So, I thought swans were kind of collarbone area, like kind of the no, middle of your. No, they're gonna be right here. Oh really? Yeah, because it's a badge. It's not gonna be like. Oh, I thought it was like... just like a. I don't know. I thought it was in kind of like you know like your throat hollow type place. No, it's like a logo. Ah. I think. Like you'd have we have or no we don't have them but like in. Some schools, like Harry Potter, they have, like, their Gryffindor badge or whatever. Right. Um, but, yeah. Anyways, the bullet ricochets off him and splashes onto her. So, like, does she get the... I don't know. Anyways. Um, no, screen, no, because it turns, it turns red. And it, okay. It's, and it leads her robes emblazoned with a large scarlet F. So, I mean, who knows that that, like, side effect. But, anyways, yeah. apparently she has... Failed to abide by the rules since there are meant to be no spells until after the unlocking. Which, honestly, I forgot that they hadn't been, um, quote-unquote, unlocked yet. Right. Um, this is, like, what is, I can't remember. It's, like, the scarlet letter, right? Like, A yeah. for adultery, adulterous. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so the rest of the class begins to laugh, whereas Tedros and Agatha both look furious. Sophie Agatha bursts into tears and runs that. away. And so, yeah, Sophie's devastated. She doesn't want to wear the F out because it doesn't <laughs> When I said that, that doesn't wrong. sound good. Um, but she doesn't want to wear the <laughs> F on her robes outside. Because it doesn't come off. And then Agatha comes to visit her. Um, basically, Agatha presents three key points. A girl has to do in order to obtain a fairy tale prince. So this is probably what they're learning in school. This is what they're yeah, learning. Yeah, it is. It's One, in the book okay. How to Win Your Prince. No, Winning Your Prince by Emma Anemone. So it's the the teacher's writing The this. teacher's writing this book. The teacher's, <laughs> that just means they have a good teacher. The teacher's basically like a cosmopol- like a cosmopolitan <laughs> <laughs> column writer. <laughs> One, flaunt strengths. Two, speak through actions, not words. Three, parade competing suitors. Okay, that's cruel, but Beatrix seems like she's excelling. And then this. Sophie, what does Sophie Okay, say? so Sophie, okay, Sophie's eyes are welling up, and while Agatha's kind of talking, she's monologuing, Sophie raises her hand <laughs> and interrupts her, and she goes into a even better monologue. I can't flaunt anything in this potato sack, can't act with that she-devil in my face, and have no competing suitors except a boy who looks and smells like a rat. Look at me, Agatha. I have an F on my chest. My hairs look like my hairs. I've always thought that it was kind of like on her side, like really large, like two feet. I thought it was really big. No, I thought it was like five feet long. I don't know. She's, oh, yeah, she is five feet. I don't. I had a little bit I of have, a dull moment there. My hair looks like a boy's. I have bags under my eyes. My lips are dry. And yesterday, I found a blackhead on my nose. Same, dude. Oh, no. And how are you going to change that? Agatha snapped. Tell me what to do, Aggie. I'm listening. Show him who you are, Agatha said, softening. Show him the real Sophie. Okay. So Sophie sees the faith in Agatha's smile, then turning to the mirror, which Agatha brought from her room, might I add. She managed a sly smile of her own, a smile that matched one of a grim little Cupid trapped deep in the darkness, waiting patiently to be let out. A little bit of an interesting moment. Um, yeah, so we know that we know that Grim's, Grim's going out. to be let out. We just don't know by when. Whom. And 
yeah, basically, this shout out to... Do you have anything else you want to say about the chapter? Um, or? no, I do. <laughs> I do want a big cat to be my headroom. <laughs> nah, I don't know. I think... Uh, I'm still thinking. It's hard. I want a legion's eagle. What but if I just Google coolest mythical creatures? Shout out to Gretchen, who sent us book a book recommendation. She has emailed us in the past, so... Thank you Shout again. out to you again. And, and Gretchen um, gave us an idea for a special episode series, which we will likely call Reader Reads. So, you know, so basically, readers. you just send us your literary recommendations, just your favorite books, books you love. Uh, ob- well, yeah. Or you can send us books you really hate, and we can review that too. I mean, that's always interesting. The Giver. No. Yeah, we really don't like the book The Giver. Um, so yeah, if you send us your recommendations, they will likely, they will have the chance to be part of a new special episode series we'll be starting about Reader Reads, aka books just recommended by you, to us. And we'll try to find them, and we'll read them, and we'll give you our opinion. Yeah, we'll probably be doing our favorite books, um, maybe like one special episode every two months or something, and we'll do books recommended we'll by you guys. I think we'll do more frequently, it sounds, I'm excited to do it, yeah. it's really no, fun. And then books recommended by you guys, we'll do in a special episode once every two months, so it will be like every month we'll have a special episode dedicated to this, or, or we'll more. See, we'll more see, we'll see, yeah, depending on, yeah, because we do need to cut down a bit on our special episodes, just because we've doing a lot of they're those. They're very fun They're so do. fun to do for us. We love doing I mean, that. Tell us which ones you prefer. We will not be offended. Yeah. We're still going to continue still... doing both. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Who was your favorite character from The Passage? Um, I'm going to go for Yuba because I think, I, I think it's hilarious when you do something dumb and people are like ah great job using the rules and you're just like oh um i'm gonna go cry over there i'm gonna do one point funny. to tedros for oh yeah calling for standing out. up for dot or not well, standing people. up but calling out sophie yeah and one point to agatha's reflection just because that was really interesting um, great. Yeah. That's about it. If you'd like to email the show, you can email us at sgewithsng at gmail.com. We always love to hear from you. Um, well, I'm Gail. And I'm Sam. And this has been SGE with SNG. Bye.